Hey, this is Johnny Damon, your favorite caveman from the 2004 world champion Boston Red Sox. You're listening to Boston's Big Three Podcast presented by Ride the Wave Media. by bossesbig3.com we just dropped some hit stick harris merch today if you want to go check that out he is uh, i would say comfortably the best running back that the patriots have especially this season he is a rising star in the backfield go get your hit stick harris merch out bossesbig3.com slash shop um he might be the best running back for... in the division <laughs> yeah i mean in the league why stop right oh <laughs> my right stop there <laughs> today is sunday November 29th, and the Patriots aren't really dead yet, but they're dying very slowly. They're giving us way too much hope that we're going to be like, oh, we could sneak it in if this works out this way, and it's going to end in pain. and It's going to end in heartbreak. Disappointment, I but Cam Newton, uh, Babs, you're very vocal about him. And the Stidham thing today, Cam Newton does get the win, technically. But uh, Nick Folk says the day we beat the Cardinals. Thoughts in today's game? I Cam Newton played atrocious today. Atrocious, 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 atrocious. Let me spell that out for you. This is Teacher Babs here. I dressed up. I got the whiteboard behind me because I want to lay facts on Patriots Nation out there. Here's a fact for people out there: Cam Newton is not your quarterback for 2021. He's not your quarterback going forward. He's not that guy. He is not. It. He got completely bailed out today. Completely bailed out by the special teams. Nick Folk, Jake Bailey, Moncrief, Gunnery, those guys deserve all the credit. They deserve all the love. Well, Babs, Cam Newton ran down the field and took a hit and got the penalty. To, I don't care. He had the chance. He had the ball in his hands with eight minutes to go, and he threw a pick. He is not clutch as people think he is. And yes, you can have bad games. I understand that. But this is what Cam Newton's going to be like going forward. There, there's no excuses this week for how he played. There's no COVID excuse. There's no injury excuse. I don't, I don't want to hear any of this. I just feel that I personally, and it's not me hating the guy Cam Newton. It's me wanting to just see what Jared Stidham has in the last couple games going forward. Because I want to see what we're going to do for 2021. Because guess what? If Stidham truly is not your guy, then yes, we'll take Cam Newton. Because if we have to scrape the bottom of the barrel, I understand. But you cannot shit on Jared Stidham yet. And you can't say anything bad about him until he has a full fucking game. And he hasn't been able to do that. If the Patriots keep prolonging this, oh, we might have a chance. We might have a chance. It's just pushing back this. And that's fine. It is what it is. I want to have hope. And I hope the Patriots finish nine and seven. I, I want them to finish over 500. Even if Cam scrapes and claws his way there, I just want to see where this team's going forward. Because guys, if Cam Newton's not your guy and he should not be your guy, and if Stidham's not your guy, the Pats are screwed at this quarterback position. They're completely screwed because then you have to go into the draft. You have to grab somebody. You have to wait two to three years to develop that guy. You have to go find another bridge guy. Is it Jimmy Garoppolo? Are you going to trade for Aaron Rodgers? Do you want Cam Newton to come back? Do you want Alex Smith on this team? It's just you're going to be playing this game. And the Patriots, 
It's frustrating because the Patriots are five and six, and the Tampa Bay Bucks just lost their seven and five. The Patriots should have a better record than the Bucks. They've been playing better as a team this year, but the, that quarterback position is where it's going to really, really fall on. And I just hope the Patriots, Belichick, can figure this out because if everything else is working and the quarterback is not working, it's like the the ghost of Tom Brady. It's, it's going to hurt them going forward. I, I just Cam Newton fucking stinks. He stinks. <laughs> I, I just uh, can't wait for the uh, the Babs' racist rumor to come back around again when he's talking about Jared Stedham. It is funny, Babs. It is funny because the amount of headspace you rent to other people's heads is unbelievable. You set up shops, apartments, uh, uh, residences, hotels, everything. It's hilarious. You We put out the wing column here, and we post it on your account, and we just see clown emojis, clown emojis in the comments and stuff. It's like... Why are you taking the time out of your day to go to this guy's account and comment that he must be important to you? And he's important to us as well. But talking about Cam Newton here. Yeah, he's not good. He's not good at football. His mechanics are all off. He has rubber shoulder. He can't pass five yards within the line of scrimmage. His short accuracy is worse than a, a Pop Warner quarterback at the age of nine. Um, I love the Jimmy Garoppolo take. I think Jimmy Garoppolo will be the perfect bridge quarterback for the New England Patriots. The draft this year is actually not bad at quarterback. Pretty deep. Uh, by the way, mock draft coming out on Tuesday as well. Maybe give you a little bit of insight on what the Patriots want to do when it comes to quarterbacking. Not any promises yet, but... I think you're 100% right. Cam Newton's not the guy moving forward. We need a bridge guy or a rookie quarterback coming in. But great team win. Great, And I want to emphasize team there. Special teams, defense, offense. It all came together at the very end. Also, shout out to Isaiah Simmons. That bone hit on Cam Newton at the end of the game there. Saved us. Save our asses. And Nick Folk, you're my MVP. Nick Folk saved the Patriots' day. Why not just put Nick Folk in at quarterback? He seems to be the leader of this team. He's won two games at the buzzer so far when Cam Newton's had the chance to do it twice and come up short both times. But Babs saying not my QB over there. Babs is a Patriots fan. He's up for the Patriots fan of the year and kind of have to live with it at this point. Like Cam Newton's going to be the guy going forward at least until the end of this season. So so Cam Newton is, is your quarterback. All right, so hand up. I was wrong about Cam Newton. I, I wanted him to be good so bad. Uh, I could. You're coming out on our side now. Are you? Are you we, on we this side? To tell you. you. You on our side? Mean, mean Stafford. I'm not on your side because I still don't believe in Stidham. However, like <laughs> I think I think you put him in because, like we said, this team isn't doing anything. You make the best case scenario where like the lowest seed in the playoff, you probably lose first round. The season's probably chalk. Why not put it, Stidham in? So, like we said, you see if he's the answer or not. You see if we need to evaluate anything. I don't think Cam Newton's coming back. However, I don't think there's a single NFL player that, like, owns up to his mistakes to the media, to, like, publicly on the sideline like Cam Newton. Like, you can't say he doesn't care. Just because he's not performing well doesn't mean, like, he's trying to throw the game. You can tell he genuinely feels bad. It's not so, like, I don't, like I said, I like Cam Newton still as the guy, the quarterback. I wish we had a couple years ago version Cam Newton, kind of like what I was hoping that we got him. Wasn't the case. Uh, all of my football teams this year just have a quarterback that can run and they can't throw the ball to save their life. So I'm kind of done with that form of a quarterback. Tyler. Uh, I'm not sure how realistic this is. This is more a question for Joe. Um, can we get Kyle Trask or is he going to be gone? 
Uh, it's a possibility. He's tending toward I the like end of the first him. round here. We're probably around 14 or 15 right now in the draft order. We have a shot to get him, a very realistic shot. I just don't think we go quarterback first round. I really don't yeah. see us doing that as well. Belichick never wants to do that. We're going to go linebacker receiver. That's the reality right now for first round, oh, second speaking round. speaking of receiver, can we just make fun of Nikhil Harry? And st- <laughs> okay. bad, I've, said, I've said it. We talked about this a few shows ago. He is a bust. We declared him a bust no, like a year ago. Bust. And it just makes it worse. I said it on Stafford and Matthews a lot. I said it, I think, three or four times now. Nikhil Harry, number number 32 overall. Three receivers after him. DK Metcalf, A.J. Brown, and Debo Samuel. All who balled out today. I don't even want to listen. It's just embarrassing. I just want to steal one more Pittsburgh Steelers scout to get one receiver. They get an all-pro every other year in the fifth round. I don't know how they do it. We need to steal one of them. They got two this year, right? Johnson and Claypool. Is Johnson a rookie? Johnson was drafted last year. And, and, and add insult to injury, Tyreek Hill had more yards today than than uh, Nikhil Harry has had all season. He had like 261 yards today, Tyreek Hill, and Nikhil's had like 230 something this season. I've never but, seen but anybody Nikhil try Harry to beat his get son. the ball. Like, <laughs> the Patriots try to get him the ball so much, and everybody in that organization wants him to be good, except Nikhil Harry. Yeah, like, he it's, it's frustrating. Today he had a he had like a holding he had a holding penalty against him today. Then uh, just like another blocking penalty or something like that. A ball right in his hands. He he had a catch right in his hands and then dropped yeah, it as well. On the too. slant. I I, exactly. I'm not off Nikhil Harry just yet. I'll give him one. Why not? Why not? Because because you know what? You, you spent the first rounder on him. It's like everyone wants to throw him down, kick him while he's down, and I like doing that. I love kicking people while they're down. <laughs> but that's your entire brand. With Nikhil Harry, I, I am going to give him one more year because I think what we saw, the flash with him with Jared Stidham, they, they have something there, and I just want to see those two young guys connect. I just feel like uh, Cam Newton is not on the same level with Nikhil Harry. Even though they were practicing in, the, in, in uh, preseason and they had those connections, I still feel like Stidham and Nikhil Harry could do something together. Yeah, so two things. One, Nikhil Harry. Um, I'm not on the cut Nikhil Harry train. That's just so stupid. He's on cheap money. He's a first, he's a rookie contract yeah. still. Yeah. You have a fifth-year option on him. Might as well write it out, get something out of him. So that was stupid. Don't, don't, don't cut Nikhil Harry. That's stupid. Don't even, don't even talk about that. That's stupid. Um, and number two, I completely forgot what number two was. Keep going. I completely forgot what number two was. Well, I'd rather have – I wish Malcolm Mitchell – was yeah. still on the Patriots. Oh, oh, I remember now. Mohamed's doing a touchdown on Thanksgiving. That's more than the production he got for the Patriots. He had a two-point wow. conversion, too. Yeah, Miles is good. Um, what about Jacoby. that blindside block today? Oh, that was so I stupid. Almost, I almost had to turn my TV off because my, my three-year-old daughter said uh, that was the most devastating hit she's ever seen and why do people <laughs> even play this sport? And I had to tell her, I'm like, I don't know. It wasn't a blindside block. Ridiculous. Like, I'm not sure what blindside means when it's head-on-head. Yeah, like, I guess the man, the the man literally stand there and don't hit him, just get in his way. But, like, is, is this football? Are we allowed to hit people still? I was so confused. Like, I thought I thought it was a, a bad block at first. Like, I, I wasn't initially, like, just tuned in, zoned in, initially watching that play. I just kind of thought, like, remember a few years back, you think of the, the Michael Floyd block for, for Julian yeah. Edelman. That's the one I really think about. Um and now coming back to here, you see what who was who was the guy? What's his name? 
Anthony Jennings. Anthony oh, Jennings literally gets his feet square like he was playing basketball, lowers his shoulder, gets prepared to take the hit. Because he wasn't laying the hit. He was receiving the hit because he had stopped on a dime to get in the way, set a screen for for uh, Gunner to get down into the end zone. No, this is the pussification of football. That's literally what it is, the pussification of football. <laughs> That's a normal block. And the thing is, it I was trying to— it wasn't helmet helmet at all. Dean Blandino, the the head ref analyst or whatever the hell it was, was talking on the on the radio broadcast and like, yeah, it's technically a penalty. And the guys on, on the announcer was just like, hey, he's gonna get hurt if he doesn't lay that block. If he doesn't lay that block, he gets knocked out himself. So doesn't he have a responsibility to himself to not hurt himself. And, yeah, and yeah. Dean had no answer for him. It's like, it's football. It's a man's sport. It's a contact. Let it happen. I don't understand why you That's even how Ray Lewis analyze got that. Into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Literally, Bernard Pollard, guys like that, it's dying off. It's embarrassing. The Patriots. Still had a chance though to go down the field and score, yeah, score. and get seven points or six points technically. Had to settle and, for and a field goal. They had to settle for a field goal because Cam Newton, who people are going to say, well, he has no wide receivers. Doesn't matter. You're practicing with these guys week in and week out. You should know their flaws, their strengths, whatever it is. Terrible third, third and goal, like just uh. a terrible throw. And and it's like you're you're three or four yards out. And he finally was using James White right this this week. Just a little toss back. Just a little toss back. But then I noticed towards the end of the game, you're, you're putting your hand in the cookie jar too much, tossing the ball backwards. So, like, on that, I think it was on just, like, in the last eight minutes. Why are you not just fucking running it down their throats? Why are we tossing it backwards and trying to go back five yards to go to go up one yard? Why aren't you just running it straight ahead? Go ahead. Professor Babs, I have a question. Um, are, Can we fire Josh McDaniels already? I'm officially on the fire me Josh McDaniels train. Whoa! I, I I don't want him here. Look at Houston last week. That's the most winnable game of all time against one of the worst run defense in the NFL. And you're on Damian Harris, a guy who has 400-yard rushing games on the year 11 times. Only 11 times. You passed Cam Newton 40 times last week. You yeah. barely scraped it up this week. You only scored 20 points. Josh McDaniels is the worst offensive coordinator ever. Why? He, it's third 28. HB draw. HB screen. It's so predictable. It's nonsense. Joe, why, why is Cam Newton not using his tenure in the NFL? He's a 10-year veteran. He's an MVP. Why is he not going out there and saying, let me call play? Why is Cam Newton not, not running plays out there on his own? Why is Cam Newton not picking something well, up and saying, no, no, I I'll tell you, well, that's part of it, Tyler, but I'll tell you why. They don't trust his intelligence. That's the number one thing. In Carolina, the system's a lot more dumbed down than it is New England. Yeah. New England historically is one of the most complicated offensive systems in the NFL. McDaniels and Belichick have both been oddly positive when talking about Newton's intelligence and ability to, like, grasp the game at the next level. That's suspicious. They rip Brady all the time for that in, in practice and meetings and everything. It's almost like they're trying to boost Cam Newton's ego and his confidence <laughs> almost. It's like he's like pop work. It's like... He's a professional football player. He either gets it or he doesn't. That, that's the bottom line for me. It, it's, it's, it's crazy to see even McDaniels when they won the game how like jolly and excited he was when he saw Cam Newton hugging him like they mm. just fucking won a conference championship. It's like, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, if you can see the video, and that's what Cam said, like, hey, it's on me or whatever it is. Uh, you know, I, I fucked up. But, I mean, McDaniels is just – he does need to go. And I hope that he gets lured out with one of these head coaching jobs that opens up in 2021. And they say <laughs> – See you later. Yeah, the thing is, you mentioned like the celebration. The bar is so low for celebrating now. It's yeah, so, it's, so low. It's bad. Uh, a play that I wanted to talk about that I don't think is going to get enough shine, or I don't think it has yet. Right before halftime, uh, Cardinals ball on the one. They're about to punch it in right before half. And it's either, it was Landon Roberts, correct? Or Simmons, one of the two. Snuffed him at the line. Clock runs out. And that ultimately is a game saving play because we only won by a field goal. Uh, that that reminded me of like the Dante Hightower play 
in the Super Bowl against the Seahawks. Shout out Chris Matthews. Remember that game? Um, <laughs> and then he stuffed him. And, like, people were hyped at the time, but, like, I don't – like, I knew as soon as I saw the play, I'm like, that's going to be the game deciding play, whether we win or not. Like, that's going to be huge. And, like, the announcers just didn't make a huge deal out of it. Uh, as a Patriots fan and as, I don't know, just a football fan, I was like – That was huge. Yeah. That was the first time – I wouldn't say the first time that, like, our defense has really, really stepped up, but, like, that was a look yourself in the mirror moment. Yeah. That, like, we actually – it, well. it was. It, it kind of reminded me a little bit about the Denver game because there were so many times where Denver would get down. Couldn't get like, a start, in that yeah. red zone. like we've talked about it. Like Denver should have been up like forty to nothing at some point in that game, and uh, it shows that the red zone, the red zone defense, and even goal line defense is, is looking good for the Patriots for what they have this season, based on the opt outs that they've had um, and some of the rookies that they're playing as well too. So it's definitely a highlight because the defense. I still will go to bat for them. People will say this defense sucks. This defense isn't good. Um, it's it's it feels like the bend don't break, where it's just like you're gonna get a ton of yards on this team until you get towards that red zone and uh, or into the goal line and you and you get stopped. But I, I I hope that's something in the off season that Bill can address and fix. And I think they will. Whether they add new players, whether you have a returning player or two, um, it, it will definitely get addressed. One one thing I want to uh, touch on before we we wrap up this Patriots game is. How atrocious Cam Newton's stat line was. <laughs> if you look at the numbers, oddly enough, Cam Newton's QBR today was, let's see, it was 6.7. 6.7. What's no, that? No, it's 23.6. Not, not according to my stat sheet right here. It was 23.6. It's still By low. Way, it's QBR. No, still low. That looks like a comma. You know what the the best part about that is that that wasn't even the worst QBR in the league today because the Denver Broncos had a position player starting at quarterback. Kendall. My and guy he, Kendall. We goosed. Finished he didn't get one completion, right? Completed one one pass, but two of them went to the other team. So it's, it's not it's it's three completions, but it's not not the kind of stats you're looking for. If if negative QBR was a thing, he's got he's probably got like a 100 QBR you know for the like, other Brandon, team. It's funny to talk about, but respect where respect is due. <laughs> Through all four quarterbacks, including a practice squad quarterback, go on the COVID 19 list, and this kid gets the call the day before the game with <laughs> no experience at all. It's like, oh, hey, yeah, you're starting a quarterback at that point. You're yeah, like come yeah, on, yeah. like. If you complete the anything, Den- that's, that's a win. The Denver Broncos on Twitter after the game were like, a game was played today, it happened, but let's give respect to, you know, let's give respect <laughs> to this guy because he went out there with, like, no reps, no practice, and he actually threw a pass. No, did, like, did you guys did you guys see they tried to uh, get their offensive quality control coach to play quarterback today? Yeah. Wow. That was so – he played quarterback for UCF, like, eight years ago, well, 10 he, years ago. He probably knows how to play the position more than a wide receiver would. True. Going back, Brendan, to the QBR, Tony Maserati put it out that this was the lowest or, or the second lowest for a quarterback that won a game. The last one was Mark Sanchez in 2012, so he either had this or lower than this as a QBR rating. It actually reminded me of Tom Brady last year. His QBR was like 43.7 when they played the Buffalo Bills week four. He was, he was atrocious that game as well. The difference is that Brady made a couple more passes, and I think he had like 150 yards that game too. So, my my thing is this, and I said this going into the game, uh, I, I was I was I was hyping up Cam Newton. 
He has yet to have a multi-touchdown game throwing the ball. I don't care about running. I n- I don't give a shit about these people saying, well, Cam Newton has a total of like eight touchdowns on the season. I don't care because a lot of those runs could be Sony Michelle, James White, Damian Harris, Rex Burkhead, Jacob Johnson. Anybody could run it in like that. I understand Cam's ability to like go on fourth and one and go over the go over uh, the line. Or the same thing on a goal line, I understand him QB sneaking it. I completely get that. But just because Cam Newton runs in the ball doesn't make him a better quarterback. Run, he's a running back. He's just essentially a running back. That's all Cam Newton is. And we've seen this. It doesn't work in this league. It's very far and few between that it works. Name a running back quarterback that's won a Super Bowl. And Pat Mahomes is not one. Pat Mahomes can make plays with his legs, but he's not a true running back the way Cam Newton plays. And same thing with like a Russell Wilson. He's a guy that can run but can throw the ball. He's not a guy that's just a strict running back. And that's what, that's what Cam Newton is. Russell Wilson did it. But uh, Russell Wilson's not a running back. <laughs> Russell Wilson's not a running back. But that, but that's fair. Cam Newton's you're game right. is. It's, it's literally a straight run game. It's like Lamar Jackson out here. Like you're looking at Lamar Jackson. Cam Newton got a possession away. All right, let's talk about Dante Hightower. Uh, does does Steve Young count? count? Steve Young. Did he, did he win a Super Bowl? Yeah. All right, anyway, Dante Hightower is apparently going to retire, according to Babs and his sources. Uh, you went a little mini viral. I'm not sure it was mini viral when I saw it was going mini viral, but you got articles written about you. You got some credit, some respect. Maybe it's fine to be putting on your name. Uh, there are people who are trying to expose you in the comments, but you had the receipts, you had everything. And I don't think you've been wrong lately, minus the whole situation with the jerseys and TV. Like, <laughs> a year and a half ago, the people still hold me ahead. But Hightower, give us the rundown. Okay, so first of all, I, I admit when I'm wrong. Like, it's not like I'm a journalist. I'm not out here working for Nesson. I'm not out here working for NBC Sports Boston. <laughs> even though it looks like I am right now because this is what they are, shirt and tie guys, I, I hear things. I hear things just like GRD hears things. Like he did the Jalen Brown contract. Everyone shit on him. Guess what happened two days later? Jalen Brown ended up signing a, a contract over $100 million. He called it. He hears things as well, too. When it comes down to the Dante Hightower situation, uh, back in February, I was told – you know, by a source. And people who go out there, what's your source? Name your source. You don't name sources. It's like Adam Schefter when he puts something out there. He's not telling you who his source is. It doesn't work like that. He is the source. But he knows. So Babs is the source. Spike Kings. Fiona and Sophia are the sources. So back (laughs) in February, Dante Hightower, what I was told, direct quote from Dante Hightower was, he's lost the love of the game for football. Now you're coming off of a loss in 2019, so I can understand that. Fast forward, um, he, I was told that he wanted to finish out his contract in 2020 and he was planning on retiring in 2021. Dante Hightower is scheduled to make $12.4 million. The dead cap is 2.5 mil. And the Patriots would not cut him. They're not going to do anything. Like, they'll pay him. He deserves it. He deserves that little extra money, right, whatever it is. He had his kid in July. And then once he had his kid, he said, I don't, I don't think I'm coming back to football. He ended up opting out. He gets a paycheck for doing that this year. It pushes back his retirement. It pushes back how he has to get eventually paid out. But from what I've been poking at the last couple of months is that this guy literally does not want to come back. He doesn't want to come back because of the extra work effort that he has to put into the game, uh, into his position, to even make that comeback for one year. Is it worth for him to come back one year, which is that's what his contract is, to come back for one year to bust his ass when he has a family at home now that he's trying to build up? 
He doesn't have anything left to prove. He's a three-time Super Bowl champion, two-time national champion as well. He's going to be a Patriots Hall of Famer. His name will be meddled around in the in the Pro Football Hall of Fame uh, for you know to be to, to make it there. But I've been sitting on the High Tower news. The High Tower news came with the Marcus Cannon news. I just released the Marcus Cannon news first, and Marcus Cannon would have retired this year if COVID never existed. But guess what? It gets pushed back. And he's going to retire next year. So I waited because the Pats were four and six at the time. And I said, it was a Tuesday. And I said, you know what? Like, we need to start focusing on 2021. We need to start focusing on the draft coming up with free agency and cap space. So Babs put it out there. And I know people will say, you don't know anything. I've released news to fucking Jim Murray. I've released it to Fitzy. And guess what? They both were right. And that's why Jerry Thornton at Barstool Sports wrote an article and put my tweet out there and did say, it's a rumor. It's not official, but this guy's got some credibility behind him. Just like the Jersey Gate situation, guess what? We hear something, we're going to throw it out there. We got it wrong. Is Adam Schefter, is Ian Rappaport, are those guys always 100% right? Absolutely not. Didn't one of those clowns say that Antonio Brown was going to Buffalo at one point and that never happened? Everyone lost their mind for a day? And these things happen. You just kind of report what you hear. Um, I will say this. In terms of the Hightower thing, it's not shocking if he leaves. People know that. It's, it's the end of the road for him. Yeah, he's kind of young. He's 30 years old. You still feel that he would be a big part for the Patriots in terms of they need that extra help. They need that linebacker. But when you're away for a game in that position for a year, it, it, is it truly, truly worth it? Like a Rob Gronkowski, he took the time off. He dicked around. He did it on purpose. But Rob Gronkowski doesn't have a kid at home or anything like that. He doesn't. He's just got his girlfriend Camille. Like it's, he still wants money. Hightower is somebody that could become a coach. Hightower is someone that can grab some endorsements. He could become an analyst. He could work for NBC Sports. He could work for ESPN for all I know. Like that's something that Hightower is probably thinking about for his future and for his health. I will say this to wrap it up: No one wants to touch this because if you are a beat reporter and you work for a certain company, you'll probably get fired for releasing this information too early. And just to let you know, no one denied the report. Usually a Mike Reese, a Mike Giardi, a Doug Kide, someone, one of these guys is going to be out there and be like, no, I've talked to Hightower, and that's false. No one said that, and Hightower himself didn't even say anything either. So I just, it's out there, my name's on it, and I know it's going to become right. And then when months go by, no one's going to give a shit, and I'm still probably not going to get credit for it, but it's, it's out there. And that's it. I mean, it's he's done. Hey, man. It was fun. Yeah. Doug, Super Bowl 51. Beats. Super Bowl 51 doesn't happen without him. Yeah. I mean, Hightower is probably up out of there. Like we said, it's not really that much of a surprise, especially with Corona. Because next football season, like, it's going to be different, too. Like, the as much as people want Corona to go away, people are going to forget college basketball is going to be coming back around and they lost their March Madness. Are they going to lose another tournament? No, uh, that's another crazy dent. So you never know what his vaccine and stuff like that. I don't know. It's going to be weird for a long time. There's no reason for Hightower to keep going. He already had a good career. Uh, any if, final football thoughts? on the If you look it just, just on the Hightower thing, if you look back on Hightower, when he opted out and he put, posted this on his Instagram and it was, um, it was about like, oh, thank you so much to Patriots Nation and what's going on in our world. If you just read it back now, it, it, it's a retirement post, just like Brady, where he thanked Patriots fans for all the years and support. And people still held out hope at the time he was coming back. No, he, he's gone. So 
um, it's these guys play certain ways for the PR. Like Hightower can't come out tomorrow and be like, yeah, I'm going to retire because it's going to fuck up his money. It's going to fuck up how he's going to get paid. He has to wait for a certain paperwork to get pushed through. He's got to wait at certain times. But I will say this, that you're, you're clearing about $10 million in cap space. And then all of a sudden you got fucking Mark Bertrand shitting on me. What's the difference between 61 and 72 million? You know what the difference is? You're probably going to sign Joe Tooney now with that money. You're probably going to take JC Jackson, who's a restricted free agent, and just say, hey, bud, here's your extension. We're going to pay you now. That money can be used for one of those two players that you want to secure. All right. I'm sure Mike, Mark Bertrand is like a nice guy and everything, but does he know like just the hilarity part of him like chirping all these su supreme athletes, these superstars, super built? And this guy probably never played football. He's like, never played sports. <laughs> that's the thing I hate. Like, He's got Zolak to back him. Like, I respect the athletes that are bad at commentating. At least they know what they're talking about. At least they have like some general grip. Mark Bertrand's good. I like it, but like, you know, just like you, you have to. Everyone knows what I'm trying to say. You're, you're dancing. <laughs> yeah, you're dancing around it, Tyler. What do you mean? What do you mean? You're dancing around it. Clearly just say not it. the athletic build to be judging someone. <laughs> just say that. He's on a wake in 180. So you know, I'm just letting you know. He's getting down. He, there. he could have been an offensive lineman. <laughs> Ow. Maybe. Pretty good. Call. Uh, all right. Any Mahomes beat Brady again? Thoughts? All right. So I have my friend. Oh, he's oh, a super big Mahomes, Mahomes guy. Like super, super big Mahomes guy. His favorite college is Texas Tech, so he just became like Mahomes' boyfriend. Gross. And uh, he has this take, and he says it every single week that Mahomes is going to be substantially better than Brady by the time his career is up and over with. Now. Nah, there's not a lot of proof to say that he'll help you wrong. At least right now, he's doing stuff that Brady wasn't doing at this age at all. And there's going to be a lot more years of Mahomes left in the NFL. Uh, but yeah, he's good. You're a moron if you don't think that he's obviously going to be one of the greatest of all time by the time he's said and done. But beating a 40-something-year-old Brady at this point, as much as it's an accomplishment on like a resume or a, a stat pattern, at the end of the day, it's like the Chiefs were supposed to win this game. Well, at, at the end of the day, Tom Brady's still undefeated against Pat Mahomes in the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. That's true. People funny thing about that. People funny forget. Thing about that too. No, funny thing about that too, though. Tom Brady has almost fought in Chris Jones now two games in a row. Last season, Pat's Chiefs, they got in each other's faces. Today, they almost went to blows. They were drawing each other's mouths. They, they touched face masks a couple times, touched helmets a few times before their teammates separated them and everything. But... Interesting dynamic there. Tom Brady, 43 years old, and Chris Jones, of all people. Just wanted to talk about. Maybe Chris Jones looks like his son. Um, Chris Jones is 6'5 and 300 pounds. Speaking, speaking of Brady. Not the same race. <laughs> <laughs> he's, Brady is not washed. Brady's not bad. Uh, I heard a great conspiracy theory last week that Brady's been doing bad in these primetime games because his age is actually creeping up to him. Brady goes to, to bed sleep. at 8.30 p.m. So like, I actually like that. I think that there's some validity there. But the fact is that the Buccaneers are 7-5 and five in the team that you have around you. You guys should be way better than that. And the fact is that the Saints have no – like they have, they're on Taysom Hill right now. Jameis Winston. They don't even have Breeze, and they're, they're far ahead of you in that division. Um, I, I just right, think the Bucs should be doing better. And I think that they're – I think if they, they're going into a bye week, so that's good. Perfect time for a bye week. They should be able to finish out the season 11 and 5. But I think that team's ready to like ex ex implode or something. Yeah, something because Bruce they have Arians another loss loves making fun of Tom over. Brady. 
Why I hate Bruce, Bruce Arians. Arians. I don't. Getting... I don't understand that. That's why. What I'm why? Why is he not getting blamed for all this? Because he, he's he gets terrible. He, he gets ahead of it instead of Brady's fault every week, which I don't hate. Push it onto someone else. That's phenomenal. But Brady didn't let up three touchdowns to Tyreek Hill. Brady didn't let up two hundred yards first. Like he's only playing quarterback. Yeah, he can't throw a deep ball anymore. Yeah, like he's missed open throws. <coughs> but he's playing fifty percent of the game. The other fifty percent, you gotta get us off of defense. Joe Stafford. What's Who's up? A better, what's a better team, the 2019 Patriots or the 2020 Buccaneers? That's a great question. Because Tom Brady went 12 and four with that, that with that with that team last year, and now he has one more loss. You know how well, funny it would be if neither team. Okay, so playoffs. let me let me put it this way. Let me put it this way: If Tom Brady had as many years' experience with the Bucks, I'd go with the Bucks, but he doesn't, so I'm going with the Patriots. With the Patriots, the, 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 the Patriots wouldn't have gotten smacked twice by the Saints in the regular season with a roster like that. That's all I'm going to say. That, that's you know, my main argument. It would have beat them at the buzzer the same exactly. day David Ortiz hits a grand slam. Exactly. Exactly. I'm with you 100%. But yeah, I, I think the Patriots there. Bruce Arians is an ass hat. He wears that cankle hat like he's an idiot around there. Blames everyone, <laughs> blames everyone but himself, which is the biggest problem. This team's flipping on him. It's very slow, but it's happening as we speak. They're not on Bruce Arians' side anymore. He's going to get fired this offseason. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, it's kind of like a LeBron James move. Like, Brady's going to go in there and be like, I worked with him for a year. Don't want him. I'm going to bring in my own coach. Let me coach killer. The team. Hey, Josh McDaniels. Whoa, wait a minute. Josh McDaniels leaves the New England Patriots and becomes the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? No, I kind of like that. I'd be heartbroken. No, I, I kind of like that. I see that heart- happening? Did you have that locked and loaded? You just come up with that. On the I spot? just came up with it because I think uh, that. Missing. If you're, if what did you, you say? Give it I, I like that. They want they want Josh McDaniels to leave the Patriots and become the next head coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Bruce Arians gets fired this offseason. Brady wants him out. Coach. There's an open spot, and the only person he's going to trust is the guy that he's been around with most most of his years, and that's Josh McDaniels. He's going well, to let Brady do what he wants to do and he feels figures that Josh McDaniels can. What about? Personnel in to help. What about Matt Patricia? What about Ooh. Bill? O- <laughs> what about Bill O'Brien? What Bill about Billy B? No, Bill we're back a few Tampa. former defensive-minded Patriots coaches uh, coming O'Brien's back to back help back Tom Brady and that we're, Tampa Bay defense. We're onto something here. We we are. This is it's not even a lie. Like, this is something that the stars are going to align. That's why Edelman's going to opt out and go down to Tampa and sign a like yeah. a one million dollar contract. They're going to get if, everybody I, back together. I hey, think Dola, what are you doing? Cool Come over here. If you don't think that Edelman's going to Tampa. I think that's, oh, that's 100% really going down there. 100%. Yeah. I will say this. I think Edelman does come back next week. I think he's finally, because of the spot they're in at five and six, I think they ha- he has to come back. He at least has to go who, in there. Who do they play uh, next week? The, the, the Chargers. Chargers. Chargers or in LA. That should be uh, football, Another football thought. I'm off the Raiders bandwagon. They stink. They they Uh-oh. look so three to six. You're a year and a half late, Babs. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a team that's gonna fall apart. That helps out the Patriots if you can win out. It helps out the Patriots to sneak into a seventh seed. The same thing with Miami. I think Miami has a kind of a tough schedule in the last four games. You, that's another team. That Buffalo Miami game week seventeen is gonna literally decide whether Miami gets into the playoffs or not. And Buffalo could already have the division locked up by then where they might even throw that game on purpose and screw the Patriots over for not making it. So these things, they're interesting. Five more weeks to go. I hate it. This I hate football. <laughs> All right, can we talk basketball now? Because the Celtics like are making moves. And Finally! People 
as many people who were telling the, the entire world yelling at the cloud saying Ainge should be fired for this Hayward thing. All right, let's look at it this way. Hayward should have been off the books for one reason. It is Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum's time to lead this team. <clears throat> they don't need the shared touches anymore. And Kemba. And we get rid of Hayward. Now, was it the most organized, ideal way to get him up out of there? No. He officially signed today. However, we have the biggest trade conversation in the league's history. About 30 mil. That's unheard of. What can trade conversation do? <clears throat> Basically, you can trade salaries. Uh, say, this is a theory I've been seeing going around. If we trade for Bradley Beal, and he has like a $30 million contract, but if we, we trade and that trade pushes us over, like the contracts don't need to match because we have 30 mil that we can just put into that to match it. Oh. I'm not saying a star is going to be coming. I don't think Bradley Beal is coming. I don't think anyone significant is coming. If I were, there were, there's a handful of people I'd go after. I'd go after Trevor Ariza. I would go after Lou Williams. I would go after J.J. Redick. I would go after Miles Turner if you can. I would stay away from Andre Drummond. <clears throat> that's a name that's going around. And then, like, there's no reason to get a star. The Celtics get Jeff Teague and Tristan Thompson, which is, I think, two phenomenal signings. Both, both upgrades. Exactly. Then they're not the biggest names. And people who just started watching the Celtics this year are like, oh, like, are you kidding me? We could have got Hassan Whiteside. Hassan Whiteside is horrendous. Hassan Whiteside is brutal. Uh, we don't need him. Tristan Thompson, he's an upgrade from Cantor. Cantor was offensive rebounds and zero defense and a lot of missed layups. Tristan Thompson, all he does is rebound. Like, we don't need him to get putbacks, although he is good at that. He, he, he's just a, an animal underneath the boards, and that's exactly what we needed, especially with Rob Will, especially with Tice, Grant Williams coming, uh, and then Jeff Teague with Kemba Walker, most likely not going to start the season out. Uh, you, uh, or if he does, he's probably going to be eased in significantly with time management because we saw what happened last year. Uh, Brad Wanamaker up out of the Jeff Teague. He's way more of a veteran presence in the NBA in that terms. He's been on those Atlanta Hawks teams in the playoffs. He's been on the Timberwolves teams playing with young talent that didn't really get anywhere. So he has every single bit and piece of NBA experience that you could really ask for. He's going to be good. He'll help train out Waters, which is going to be uh, one of the newest backup point guards. And then we get um, Naismith and Pritchard in the draft, who seem to be the only two rookies that are going to see some times. Taco falls back. Uh, Jason Tatum signs a five-year, $195 million contract extension that doesn't kick in until after next season. So we have six more years of Jason Tatum, I believe three more years of Jalen Brown, two more years of Smart, three more years of Kemba. This is the window. Like, if, if you don't win one in this window, then this whole thing was a failed experiment. This is why, like, this past season, I wasn't calling it a failed. Yeah, that's what Scal said. Scal? Uh, but yeah, that's my thoughts. I think this is a good offseason. Tyler, I got a question for you. Are you worried about the Kardashian curse? I am. No, because because Tristan Thompson looked at the Kardashian curse and said, I'm going to go cheat on it myself. So the Kardashian <laughs> curse is going to Tristan Thompson and Tristan Thompson only. He's cheating on Chloe multiple times. Oh! The curse, he's going into the eye of the storm multiple so times. However, he cheated on the Kardashian curse and then he won a championship. Is that how, is that how it works? Something like that. But either I, way. I need to cheer for him to, to then to do it again. But the Kim Kardashian, whatever their line is called. That's going to be up in New England. Like, like you saw when he signed Kim Kardashian's like, can't wait to see you, Boston. You're about to see the Kim K line be up in New England. They're about to set up shop here. Uh, you, I like Tristan you, Thompson. 
good what, signing. I think it's an overall successful offseason. But we said, Brandon, you kept saying the move's coming, the move's coming. The move finally hit today. This is the well, process no, going forward. Maybe add one more person. Well, you are well, going to no. add one more person. So I agree with you, Tyler. I think it was a great offseason. I think that Tristan Thompson signing especially was a great value deal, only $19 million over two yeah. years. That's a great deal for me in my mind. Uh, one thing I do want to bring up, though, is Gordon Hayward. Obviously, he signs the offer sheet with the Hornets. We end up actually trading him for a second-round pick and some extra trade exception stuff. But I was in New Hampshire when this broke. There was a rumor going around, I think it was confirmed by a lot of people on Celtics Twitter, that Gordon Hayward's being shopped around, specifically to Indiana. And Danny Ainge got greedy. He wanted not only Miles Turner, but also Victor Oladipo. And TJ. Well, I think this is what happened. Um, there was a plan to go to Indy. And it, what it seems like, I read a couple articles and stuff about it. It seems as if the plan was to go Indiana. And last second, Michael Jordan called up Gordon Hayward and offered him way more money than Indy was going to give him. No way that Indy was going to give him 30 mil. That's absurd. Like, Michael Jordan has burnt $30 million a year. I, I can't believe he signed that much money. When I yeah. saw that, I was like, that's unbelievable. For the amount that he's played in Boston, he is not worth that whatsoever. I am happy for him, though, because in, in Boston, like, he was never really his true format. Um, at the time when he came back from the leg injury, he was, at the at his best, he was the two option. And really, that was, he was only the second option on that team for five minutes into that season until, until the injury happened. And when he came back, it was Jason Tatum's team by then. It was Kyrie's team by then. Uh, but now, I, I, I am excited to see him go down to Charlotte team up again with Terry Rozier, uh, LaMelo Ball down there, some of the young talent they got developing down in uh, Charlotte, and Gordon Hayward can become that second, third option again, and he should should thrive down there. I do I do agree with you guys. That is a ton of money to be giving a guy who was only averaging 12 points a game for the last like month of the season. Um, but you're just you're just hoping he can get back to to that former Utah self that um, that the Celtics paid him to be and he they never really got the chance to see it. So um, I am excited to see what that Charlotte team does. I think at their bet at their peak, if they if they're firing on all cylinders, they're an eight seed at best, um, especially with all the young talent. But I'm happy for Gordon. I, I'm sad to see him go, but um, he was he was a very likable guy. I enjoyed his time here in Boston. Saw him give like the Thanksgiving speech before beforehand. And um, it was a it was a fun time. Like he hit some crazy shots, too. Some very important ones. I remember, I think my favorite one was, I think he had a, a barely buzzer beater against the Kings. Yeah, off of, it, was it was like on the a West Coast trip. Yeah, it was like a one-foot mid-ranger. <laughs> um, uh, but it was exciting. So, shout out, thank you, everything to Gordon Hayward. Another team that had a very good offseason that we'd have to talk about, Sixers. Sixers did well. They, they got off that horse. aggressive. They got, they got Danny Green. They got Doc Rivers now. They have Seth Curry, uh, Dwight Howard. They got off a of Horford, which is what they needed. They would have traded him for a bag of sand just so they don't have to pay him $30 million for the next two years. Yeah. Now, Harris, this could be a year that he improves simply because there's more spacing. However, I'm still not worried about Philadelphia. You have no, like your star players, the ones that you were going to build around, neither of them could shoot the ball. That's not going to work. If you're one and two, can't shoot the basketball. Uh, now they have like good role players. This is the first roster in a long time that I think Philly has like more that's more complete overall. You got depth now, yeah. Yeah, uh, like I'm I'm not worried, but you have to respect like they did well this offseason. They had a good draft too. That like they made good picks. Um, it'll be interesting. We face them December fifteenth in the preseason. 
Uh, and if they Coming. win, the banner is already being thread. So that'll be up in the rafters in Wells Fargo Center in a month. Uh, I'm excited for the season, dude. Like, it feels like the bubble just ended yesterday, but like, Football season is going to be coming to an end soon. And college basketball's back. NBA's yeah, on its way basketball. back. Basketball season, best time of year is back. The best. And people I, are finally realizing how boring it is when football is the only sport on. I, uh, are you kidding me right now? Are they it's a terrible, it's terrible it Joe. No, it's just Brandon, one day a week. You, all right, your favorite sport is notorious for being the worst time of year for any sport. <laughs> I'll bring up the statistics. It's notorious. Got the most notorious time of all as sports. in the dog football days of sports. <laughs> as soon as well, football ends, you have the worst stretch in human history when it comes to sports. Yeah, but for the well, NBA, when it's, it's, a good when game it's hockey, basketball, and baseball, there's nothing like it. Okay, let me, let me restructure here. When it's just baseball, it is the worst time of year on the sports calendar. It's called the dog it's days the of worst summer. time dog of year. The worst time of year. Well, we got sports on every day. I what am I gonna do tomorrow or uh, the next day? What am I gonna do on Tuesday and Wednesday this week? I, I've got nothing to watch. I just we uh, should work. TV. Steelers and Ravens. <laughs> uh, I I give a lot of credit to though? Danny Ainge because it's just uh, I don't want to give too much credit because Celtics. <laughs> I want to yeah, give them all back credit. Credit. no credit yeah. at all. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I already I already said it. No. Uh, it's just that everyone else was making moves. And you're just sitting there. You went to the draft night. All right, let's let's make new. Let's make a move. Like, let's go. Let's go. And you just go. Let's take the pick. You take the next pick. You trade. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like ugh. Like it feels like the Celtics are not doing anything. But over the last week, I mean, they're putting something together. The fact that this, they signed Tatum and they got him signed is so so huge. Mm-hmm. Because now that's the way they're going to lure probably possible free agents that going to come to Boston and right. want to play with Tatum because he's only going to get better from here. Yeah, I was going to say, he, Tatum's, Tatum's already so good. He hasn't reached his ceiling yet. I don't think yes. people realize he hasn't that reached his ceiling Jason years. Tatum will be an MVP within the next five years. Within this contract, he will be an MVP. That's the Babs hot take. Uh, and I don't think it's a hot take. He's about to be I Kevin Durant. I think the way the league's going, I think, I think he has a legitimate shot to do it. And I'm glad that this might be the first time since probably Paul Pierce I know that they got Jalen Brown to an extension, but like that a major player, a major name yeah. signed an extension. That's the first I, time in a long time we've seen that. I will disagree with you that he will win an MVP in Boston simply because of all the talent that is around the league and how much talent is on the Celtics roster initially. I will say he could possibly win a finals MVP if that was if that was a chance for him. If that I was think a chance, the, yeah. If he's the most productive player, he's going to get that finals MVP. I don't see any other guys on the team doing that. I think that if... If he's at the point where he's hot and he's going, you give him the ball. Let him run. Just let him do his yep. thing. That I, I think we might end up seeing something like that. I, I don't want to play this whole minute restrictions. I don't want to, you know, dick around with any of that. Let let the kid play. You have him locked in. But I think I think the big thing is learning free agents, learning possible free agents, keeping that winning culture. I mean, it's finals or bust. They still have to get to the finals. But the fact is, everybody else in your conference, in the Eastern Conference, was making moves. You were kind of sitting there, and you and you locked it in. I thought it was funny that they announced the Jason Tatum contract that right after the Patriots lost last week. I, I thought that was funny. I thought it was a way that Danny Ainge and the Celtics thought as a strategic way to say they already had it, you know, written. It's already set in stone. When should we release the news? Let's do it right after when Patriots fans have been kicked down and out in their four and six. But hey, guys, by the way, the Celtics season starts next month, and we just that's like that's like the opposite of the Red Sox do, though. The Red Sox bring bad news at like the the less than ideal times. Like, about to be Patriots kick off. Like, hey, by the way, we fired Alex Cora. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they they never fired. 
They never, Alex they never Cora fired him. I, I, I said, I told this to you guys a year and a half ago. They never fired Alex Cora. He was in a timeout. Exactly. He got sent to uh, Puerto Rico for a year. Exactly. Yeah, he's just in a timeout. <laughs> but uh, 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 Tyler, yeah. how looking at uh, looking at Bab's screen here, you can see the little uh, little banner back there. How are you feeling about the Celtics New Jerseys? Horrible. Come on, bro. Those are not good. They're like, good. They're, they're really I, I good. think they're clean because they're the clean. They, they did something. At least they stuck with brand. The yeah. Celtics never have had the flashiest jersey. It's been clean. It's been simple. And it works. Like, I think they have very good jerseys. What they have. But they're boring as all hell. That's what I'm saying. I want a little something. Because something cool. you, no, I... you, you look around the league and you see ones like like Phoenix or, or yeah, Golden. Yeah, however, the cooler the jersey, the worse the team it's looking like. When right. you're watching the game, are you like just, you know, when they're going back and forth, running around, you're like, oh, look look at all those little look at those threads. details on the, <laughs> on the jerseys. You're not going to care. I think that when they play, I love, I love the logo on the shorts. I, I like that it has that banner a- aspect to it. I think they're going to look good in it. And you know what? Sometimes – it's about the jerseys and how you play in them. So I'm hoping that if they play in those jerseys, they play like a championship team. It could end up being one of those things that anytime they put that jersey on, you know they're going to win by 15 points or 20 points. Just, bring, just bring back the St. Patrick's Day in 2011. Yeah. Those jerseys. Well, this, bring those back. Yes. It's like the NBA is the most, yes. I, I don't know, progressive. Not like, like I don't know if sure that's the right word. But they're the league that's like so connected with their fans on social media. Why? If I was like the Kings or another terrible team, for example, I would just to get like my fan base more interested in the season, have like a jersey submission contest, like have all these people design these jerseys. And then you pick a handful and you vote them on, on them and stuff like that. It'd be pretty cool. Like, oh, like random Joe Schmo from Sacramento designed the, the jerseys and the, they won like that. That's a cool experience. There's well, no, no reason actually, for all these so it... old, like other people to make these trash uniforms. A team did that. The Nets did. They had a four-year-old in the kindergarten class next door. Oh, maybe. I remember. I, I remember seeing that. Yeah, horrible. Probably yeah. the worst jersey I've ever but seen in my life. It's it looks like it looks ever. like it looks like, like it looks the like a ten-year-old you gotta be kidding Virgil me. designed it. You got to be kidding me, Tyler. You like I, them? I think they're better than the Celtics ones. Those are cool. I learned. We're, we're talking about the one that's got like the it looks I'll like look crayon. Sure, cousin design a better one in her class Wait, tomorrow. About, oh, I'm talking about the blue ones with the red lettering. No, not that one. I the black ones that have like right, the crayon yeah, design. They look, know, yeah, yeah, exactly. they look like Virgil, a ten-year-old Virgil yeah, design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those I ones. Crayola made that. Yeah. Uh, I have a question. What, what's James Harden's situation right now? He's going to Brooklyn. Is it official? No, he's going to start the year out in. Uh, That's what I've been saying. Houston, I bet, because there's no way you sure. move him, especially now, yeah. unless right before the season. I think they they see what happens in the All Star break, and then. Uh, I have a theory that I'm calling now. Bradley Beal is going to be off the Wizards, and that that's going to be Russell Westbrook. Like that's how that's going to go. Whether Bradley Beal goes to there, if a third team is involved, who knows? But Russell Westbrook is going to go to the Wizards. Um, Wait, oh, you're going to have two point guards? Okay, but I don't think John Wall. Sees. I think the Wizards better blow it up because as good as John Wall was, he hasn't played basketball in about two years. So we have to wait that out and see what happens. Beal, he's going to be keep wasting his talents his prime of his career now the fun part is he's jason Tatum's best friend They're, they've known each other since st louis you want to get nuts let's get nuts uh ship let's get nuts Boston. and then uh i think harden i think it's almost written in stone that he's gonna go to brooklyn like he's he's friends with kd i'm not sure anything about Kyrie. um 
But you and said they, by the all-star break. If anything, this helps Kyrie because he's now the third in charge, so nobody's going to really blame him. What if Brooklyn's on a good team by the trade deadline? Does he even want to go they're there? Gonna, they're going to be a good team. I mean, either way. KD's do you wanna, back. Do you want to go play with KD and Kyrie, or you want to go... Uh, you don't want to go play with KD and Kyrie. You want to go play with KD. Batteries and hit you with socks filled with rocks in them. And stuff. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't want to play in Philly if I was a professional athlete in any sport. There, I said it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you didn't have to say that. I, feel, I think all four of us agree with you there. <laughs> uh, I have a question. Tampa, Tampa Raptors. I want to yeah. know. We the South. I want to know that. The Raptors are not moving to Tampa full-time. They'll be back in Toronto when yeah. they can play back in Toronto. Does this possibly open up for an expansion in the NBA for not yeah. just Tampa, totally. but possibly Seattle or Vegas to add two mm. more teams into the NBA? This could be a good way to bring two teams now. Oh, this is gonna say, you, have to, you can't bring in an odd number of teams. No, right. so you go up to 34. You get an East, now, uh, one in the East, one in the West. Or move Memphis to the spots. East. There's four landing spots, and you already named three. Vegas, Tampa, and... Uh, Seattle, obviously. However, the Midwest doesn't have a lot of NBA Kansas City. teams. You throw uh, Louisville, you throw Kansas City, you throw anywhere like Missouri. Uh, Louisville. Kansas City actually is a smart play for Patrick Mahomes, who already invested yeah. in the Kansas City Royals to invest and to put money into the uh, basketball team. There would be would be very yeah. smart too. I think that like uh, it's more college basketball country out there, obviously, but. A lot of people care about basketball over there. If you want to start making money off of a small market and you really want to, like, metropolize your area, if that's even a word, I think that's what I meant to say. Yeah. You put that team there. And there's going to be support. There's going to be people. And you already see, like, Coach Cal, his thing is, I get Kentucky players drafted. Now, imagine if he's like, I get Kentucky players drafted to Kentucky teams. You already keep that fan base. Um, that's why, like, I don't really have a college basketball team. I like it watching Kentucky a lot. Um, simply because I like following those players' careers. If I was like a die-hard, bleed blue, big blue nation guy, like I would love to have, um, maybe not in Louisville because that's your rival, but that that's the marketable city in that area. So why is there not an NFL team in Alabama? Oh, that's Saban country. Saban one's loud. <laughs> they they do it. Is. Alabama. It's called Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, SEC also, football is NFL football. Yeah. Yeah, that's really just the. Genius. But I I think that. With the Tampa market, I, I think that it's going to open up the possibility sooner rather than later, maybe by 2022, that they'll have a team there. Uh, yeah. I, I think they'll at least have it in Tampa. Uh, they might they try to learn that, Brady's contract. They try, might learn some money from, from him and say, do you want yeah. to put a team in here? Once they see that it's successful, once they see that an, another NBA team, they can keep adding like w- two more teams. Um, they're going to they're gonna eventually have another team in Seattle. That's I feel like that's a given. Right? We're going to see that in our lifetime again. Um, and I, then it, why not Tampa Bay? Why not? Once they gonna, see it, this, we'll go forward with it. This is going to be my final thought when I'm going to say it now. So like I drove back down to school yesterday. It's like a seven hour drive, six and a half, seven. And the entire time I listened to this guy, Tim Livingston, he's put out a podcast called Whistleblower. Do you guys know like the Tim Donahue situation? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he, it was like a 10 part series about that whole thing. Pretty cool. Like the whole story is like, cool. However, do you know the, the ref that was constantly getting dragged in this entire thing? And it wasn't Tim Donahue. It was Scott Foster. And then at the end, he called out Adam Silver. He's like, you're probably going to be listening to this. Let's get Scott Foster out of the league. That's something. Like, go listen to that if you're interested in, like, the behind-the-scenes of basketball and all that stuff with Stern. It's cool. I'm going to be especially paying attention uh, this year to Scott Foster games because they, they recorded it, like, two months ago. They finished it up. So they were talking about the bubble. 
and how right before the game, and you can go look it up, Scott Foster starts intimidating Chris Paul, and, and this guy, this old white guy has all the power in the world for no reason. The NBA is the only league where you know the referees' names, and that shouldn't be a thing. Like, yeah. if you have Tony Brothers and Scott Foster, you're like, ah, oh. like, that shouldn't be a thing. How are these guys who are so openly bad at their job, and everybody in your business, which is the NBA, hates them, how are they still employed? Well, they almost there was almost a civil war in the NBA like three years ago between the players and the refs. Yep, it's broken system. Reform. We need reform. Bad brains. Something up on the Anything else we touch on? We can finish up NBA by talking about our boy, our former point guard, backup point guard in Boston, number four, Nate Robinson. Oh God! Oh God! Oh, Jesus! Had a had a day last night. I was upset. I was, I was excited. I was wearing my jersey. Everything. Actually, I have a really good analogy for that. It's like if uh, Caden Bodak beat up Jay Lazard. <laughs> that, that's what happened. Sorry, Jay. That's funny. <laughs> Literally, I was it was frustrating, but yeah. It's right. the dude the was was in a sport that wasn't his. I look like I'm SpongeBob, and I have the suds right now, or the theater thumb. You look like. <laughs> You look like you've been in quarantine the last week and a half. Nah, I just got back to, like, my room is so cold. Like, my hand's shaking. <laughs> Other than that, uh, any anything else we need to talk about or want to do final thoughts? I have an electric final thought, so just I put it out there. Lead it mm-hmm. off. All right, electric final thought. I made $70 today gambling. $70. It's in too deep. One oh, bet, 30 bucks. On the Tennessee Titans, Derrick Henry three touchdowns in the day, wow. two hundred yards rushing, something like that. Seventy bucks. I'm feeling really good about myself right now. Really, oh, I feel like Babs right now. I should be swimming in parlays next week. Just wait. Gambling, gambling is like watching the yeah. Patriots games right now. It brings you in, makes you feel all warm and snuggly inside, and then punches you was in the your, nuts. Was that your first bet? No, this is my th- second bet. I'm right, I'm so two and out. Start out hot. Somehow the the gambling gods pull you in. They're like, all right, let's. <laughs> And then here comes student loans yep. going away. Here it's going to rip me out. You're yeah. going you're, you're gonna to have like five bad beats in a row and never want to do it again. That's how it yeah, works. Probably. You're probably so it's, right. it's like a roller coaster. I've been there. So is Babs. Well, Babs, Babs is in a roller coaster. This is like a straight plane, but it's at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Babs' play of the week? I haven't hit one all season. And I think I'm like over 350. I'm down in the hole big someone, time. Someone, someone could have made some serious money parlaying all of Babs. Yeah. Parlay. That's, that's exactly. new computer right there. <laughs> you know what kills is that it's been so many times where I've been like close, like nine it's out of ten. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll dumb it down to seven teams, six out of seven. I'll dumb it down to four teams, three out of four. Like It's just oh. always that one team that's been killing me. It's, it's, it's tough. My final thought. Uh, I got to choose my words carefully here because uh, I want to talk about Sarah Fuller and Vanderbilt and how it was amazing to see a girl, a woman, transfer into the men's world of football. And I think women in football could exist, especially, ex- especially in a position, uh, a kicker or a punter or whatever it may be. If you are going to bring a woman in here and be your kicker, don't squib it. They shouldn't. I don't, under, I don't understand that play because you just left her high and dry to get made fun of from the whole entire internet to burn her. And there was a little civil war because some people were like, at least she gets to play. But then it's just, it's, it's, it's like, 
I saw the hype up. I saw how all excited we are. It's a quality. Let's get this going. And then she squibbed it. And then I see her, the coaching saying that, well, because of how bad their special teams are in Vanderbilt, they didn't want to get the ball ran back on them. I don't care. I'd rather that's- just see her boom the ball and get ran back on because that's not her fault. That's everybody yeah. else's fault. I, I wanted to see her boom that yeah. kick. I would, I would disagree with you because if, if, if they ran back that kick and she got flattened, she doesn't it, need to be. She would, yeah, but do you she, think she, 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 she would have looked like Nate Robinson, and she would have had even it. more hate on her yeah. instead she, of just she, squib she, kicking. She, this was her. She kicked the ball. She kicked the squib, and after she kicked it, she ran off the field. She so wasn't even on the field at the end of the play. She ran like, right off. Covered up the ball. Well, my question was an intentional squib. Yes. They said it was an intentional squib, and I don't buy that. I don't buy that malarkey. Well, I, I think it was a cool moment. Well, Vanderbilt's not good enough to to get even get in range to kick a field goal because they didn't they didn't score a point that day. I just wanted to see her boom the kickoff or just boom the kick in general, and then that's it. Like that's all we needed to see. But I think that because I think women could play baseball. I think that a woman could be a pitcher, could be the catcher, they could be a first baseman. That that shit could happen one day in our society. And you, and I want to give it hope, but when you see that. It's not going. It's it just set you back another twenty years for women to get your, into sports. Twins and professional athlete before and they get Fuller, I bet Fuller would have been in had Vanderbilt actually scored that game and scored a touchdown at least. I feel like she would have been in to kick the extra point simply because, like, we've seen some phenomenal extra points kicked. Like we've like back at USC, like two three years ago, we had we had um, I don't remember his name. We had the blind oh, kick. The blind, yeah, he. Jake Long. Jake Long kicked a field, kicked uh, an extra uh, that point. Be, that was that was pretty cool. So we can have we can have blind players. We can have female players. They can kick those field goals. You say blind players? Yes. I, I feel that's probably not a smart idea. Why? Visually well, impaired. Visually because you can't see. That's why. That's 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 why. Wes Hogan, that's why he's Wes a kicker. Hogan could could be a kicker. Why Hogan's, Hogan's partially blind. blind? He has one eye. He can see. He's still technically legally blind though. Uh, right. Right. <laughs> uh, my final thought shout I'm out. not blindest if I, uh, people are going to make that claim I'm not blindest <laughs> shout out to Xander Bogarts of the Boston Red Sox who propelled himself today into the uh, running for best hair in baseball just out of nowhere who saw it coming the Red Sox haven't been on t- TVs anywhere in the last year and a half so why not Xander had a big coming out party and say hey I've got great hair Ooh, Brendan, I heard a great story about baseball. Oh, I got to sit down for this one. Um, so I know somebody. We were just catching up the other day. I haven't seen him in a long time. He's uh, part of the Red Sox organization in some sort of capacity. So he told me the story about Manny Ramirez. And he said that Manny Ramirez was one of the biggest dicks ever. <laughs> one of the biggest assholes you'd ever meet. And he said that, and it's and it's Just sad because I grew up on Manny and loved Manny, loved Manny Ramirez. He told me a story that they were down in Florida for the uh, preseason, you know, spring training. Yes. They did the Jimmy Fund. They yep. had these kids with cancer. It was 102 degrees outside. The kids with cancer standing on the third base line after a game, hot as balls, probably skipping their chemo treatment. And Manny Ramirez few, refused to come out of the dugout and said, I'm not going out there. It's too goddamn hot. You're not making me do that. 
He literally left 10 or 15 kids out. Oh, no. <laughs> and refused to go out on the field and just went back inside. And there was many be a many. And had to, gra- and had to <laughs> grab somebody else from the locker room. Like, no, you have to come out and see these kids. Like, they've been waiting. And I heard that story, and I was just like, holy shit. He kept, and he said that his wife wanted Manny out of Boston for so many years because he was just fucking all these different chicks. He also told me a good story about Bronson, Bronson Arroyo, how he was pulling up to the Red Sox uh, Fenway Park, and his wife was chasing him down the street in another car. And as he pulled in, they said, close the door, close the door. And his wife was banging on the fence like, you motherfucker, you come out here. I can't believe you're cheating on me, this and that. I was just hearing these stories, these, these awesome stories about all the shit that goes on. Behind Any on Jason Bay? The media does not want you to know. They don't hey, want you to know these stuff happening. You got to have him on a show. That's some funny stuff. That's great how, podcast. How, how about one on J.D. Drew? <laughs> oh, gosh. I have no J.D. Drew story. I'm sorry. <laughs> my, okay. final, my, my final Red Sox thought. I've said it on podcast before. Every time we, we bring it up. Free agency in baseball sucks. That's a given. The NBA is superior to all sports across the world when it comes to free agency. But I will double down. I will triple down. I will throw the, the savings on it, put the house on it. George Springer will be a Red Sox player by the end of this offseason. It's going to happen. Jackie Bradley's on his way out. George Springer, UConn alumni, player of the year, World Series champion, asterisk. He is coming to the Red Sox. It's happening. Okay, uh, before we go, make sure you check out bostonsbig3.com slash shop. Check out Hitstick Harris and... Bring me my money, yeah. That's it. Time to lose on his left. Bomb with the